Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Earners, what's up? Look, I wanna give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Let's talk about Charlemagne the God. Hmm. Shout out to Charlemagne the God Show. So, 
<laughs> is what do you think of Charlemagne's prediction that media companies are dying in this era and there will eventually only be two main streaming companies that will remain after the collapse? Yeah, this is something him and Schultz talked about on uh, Brilliant Idiots, and I posted it this past weekend. Um, going back to the actor strike, I think one of the things that is not talked about enough and that they brought up is that um, the profitability is not there how everyone thinks. I know Joe, when he was in the spot of negotiations, he asked a brilliant question that never got answered, which was, what is the value of a stream? And Spotify never gave that answer for a multitude of reasons. I think a lot of these streaming companies are in a bad position because they are not as profitable and they just spent too much money on content. Like it's a horrible model to make a show for a hundred million dollars and expect to, to make the money back $14 and $9 at a time. Um, I don't know if there'll be two players only, but I think there will be a big four as there is in most businesses. I think it'd eventually just be Apple, Netflix, Hulu, and maybe one player, but like this proliferation of a whole bunch of streaming apps, the margins are not there. And we see it as reflective in Disney wanting to get rid of ESPN. Mm -hmm. They're making less Star Wars content. They want to mm -hmm. get rid of Marvel. So if you're telling me that the best media brand in American history is selling off arguably one of the best sports brands, the best cartoon brand and the best sci-fi brand, you can't tell me that Spotify is fucking crushing it. It's impossible. And it's a conversation that like we've had before. And I, I always ask the question, if I was given $1.2 billion to build a podcast division and the only hit I got out of it was Joe Rogan and Will Smith did 12 episodes and, and Megan and, and uh, Harry did 15 episodes and then they just walked off how Rick Ross did on 85 South, what would I be called? And it was just some kind of blunder for Daniel at Spotify. And I don't have any issue with, with Daniel. I think he's an amazing CEO. But I think the truth is going to be told in maybe a year or two about the majority of these media companies. And I keep saying it. I asked you guys. I asked Charlemagne. I asked Joe. I asked Schultz. How many people may, are making a million dollars more from podcasting or media? Not many. If the numbers were so insane that a talent was drawing in 40 and $50 million a year from that show, it'd be easy to pay them a million dollars. The reason why there aren't a lot of people making a million dollars plus in the space is because they don't draw that much value. And I think we're seeing it at scale as we are in a recession that they will not announce that most media properties are not doing as well as we think. Uh, man, that was well said. That was well said. Um, he's on to something and he, he uh, he's pretty accurate when, when I looked at it. From in terms of it's it's like the Jay Z line, less is more, mm -hmm. right? So when we watch Bob Iger speak, if you read it between the lines, he's telling you the same thing: less is more. So when he's saying like, "Yes, Pixar, we've missed. Like, mm -hmm. if we're gonna be honest, we've missed on a bunch of, of movies. We're gonna cut back on making those movies, right? We had Star Wars, and you know, Lucasfilms put out the Indiana Jones movie. It it didn't hit like we thought. I didn't even know it came out. <laughs> It didn't, it didn't hit like they thought it would. All right, well, we've got to scale back. But I think the, the Marvel thing is, is the biggest one because it was like, okay, the movies did so well and that was leading up to the pandemic. But then they started putting out shows that nobody watched. So we have to cut back. The problem is that in 
Disney's one, but I mean, all these streaming services, Netflix, even to a certain extent, they're they're accumulating debt with no real concrete strategy of how to accumulate more revenue. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the real issue, right? So like when when Iger's talking about, hey, yeah, we have ESPN, but you know, these contracts that we have with these leagues, they cost billions. How are we gonna pay for it? How do we keep them and pay for it? And so reading between that is like now who is the company that is going to partner to purchase ESPN to have those rights? Because I'm sure they'll I'm sure Disney will want to stay at, involved in it somehow, mm-hmm. right? Because they own ABC and they can broadcast nationally. So who becomes that? Does it become an Apple to say, okay, we'll partner, we'll we'll take the sports division, we'll take ESPN, and we'll mm-hmm. figure this out? Or, and this was an interesting one, and I didn't even think of it. What if a company like Fanatics decides that mm-hmm. we are now your sports partner? They already have the merchandising, yes, but they, but they don't have the network to do TV. But what if you combine both of them? Now it becomes interesting. And so we talked about Michael Rubin all the time. We've watched the net worth of his company grow. We watched it go from two billion to six billion. Now I think it's valued at like twenty-eight billion. What if they now decide to partner because they already have licensing deals with all the leagues for the merchandising? Now what if we package the merchandising with the TV rights? That becomes hey, super interesting. Great, you got a crystal ball. Great minds think alike. You know what? When I, when they had that party, the first thing I thought, this looks like the title rollout from ten years ago. How do you get Jay-Z, LeBron, Meek, little Baby getting hugged from behind, pause, pause, right? To get all those people in the same room at the same time, you think they was there just to drink Duce? I'm like, damn, this looks like the title rollout, but better. And Jay's already infiltrated and took over sports. Robinson know, could know you coming with me. He told y'all 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Put out the book of hope and then, okay, what will be best? Find a way for your talent to be on TV that you own or a network that you own all the time. I think it would be the next evolution. So I definitely yeah. agree. While everything is in recession and it, the other issue, we don't have enough people that want to be consumers when everybody wants to be a star. Well, I think that also it's a new age of media. I think like who's really watching movies at a, a fast pace these days? Like people, I know some people still don't watch movies, but the vast majority, I'm not, I'm on my phone. I'm not really watching movies. So many movies come out on Netflix that I've never seen, or they come out on these weird streaming services. Like, Shout out to Tubi. <laughs> I ain't even Tubi, but I mean, let's just be honest. Have you ever watched anything on Apple Plus? Shout out to Steph Curry. His documentary just came out. But I have to. Have, I yeah. mean, no, it just is what it is, though. I have watched one interview with Oprah on there. I've never watched one thing on Apple Plus. I probably watched two things on Hulu. Is Hijack on Apple Plus or no? But you know, you said you don't consume TV though. But I'm just saying I don't know anybody. I'm, I'm still I'm in the loop. Nobody's watching Apple Plus. People are watching Apple Plus. You don't consume it, but we're gonna be honest, or we just gonna be people. Political. I'm gonna tell you that. No, 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 no. Honestly, now are people? Are, is it Netflix? No, but people are consuming the yeah, content. Do you know anybody that watches Apple Plus on a regular basis? You know me. No, that's not a that's not a fair so assessment. I, I, I know you. You know me. I, I, I've watched content on there. Everybody is fudging the numbers and streaming. <laughs> exactly. That's true too. The eye, it's but, not, but, passing, but, it's but, not passing the eye test. No, both things are it's true. Not passing the eye yeah. test. Both things are true. It's not passing the eye test. And like you said, you, you this it costs money to produce these things, these yeah. movies, these documentaries, these shows. It costs money to produce them. One thousand percent. It's going on these on these these streaming services that's behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. At least on YouTube, you can see numbers. They might be yeah. inflated, but at least you can see the numbers. Like 
Revolt. I'm not sure how many people actually watch Revolt on TV, but you can see the numbers on YouTube. Drink Champs, Tony Yayo, yeah, yeah. three million views in three days. Like, yeah. shout out to Revolt. As over liability, season three comes out. Next <laughs> By month. the way, shameless plug. But <laughs> all I'm saying is that I think it's just a new age of media, mm-hmm. and um, I think low costing content. This is why you know with high quality. Well, high quality. This is why the, yeah. this is why the podcast scene has really taken off. It's low costing content. Um, it's easy to produce. It's easy to put out. And I think mm-hmm. that you know, content has become like music. Before, music meant a lot, and you you had an album, and you would sit with that album for six months. Now, Gunna comes out with a song, and then Takashi Six Nine comes out with a song with Kodak Black three days later. It's just really? this. It's so disposable. It's so disposable. That's how content is. Content is like Drake does an interview in bed with the TikTok girl. And then Elliot Wilson, he's going back and forth with Drake the next week. It's just like, it's just like, yeah, you got to, it's so disposable. Like the content and Dame Dash, Dame Dash warned us. Shout yeah. out to Dame. When Dame went on the Breakfast Club 10 years ago, and he it was very in, insightful conversation that he had. And that's when he, he was telling Envy then, like, yo, you don't own this. And then Envy was like, I own... I own a stock in the company. I don't even think the company's publicly traded. I'm not sure I own stocks. In the not company. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was a difficult, um, that was difficult for him to do, but <laughs> it, was, it was just a difficult thing Bless to pull off you. at that time. But the thing about it is that, <laughs> the thing about it is that um, you have to, you have to read the tea leaves. This is true. You have to read the tea but leaves. We're agreeing. And Charlemagne was smart enough to read the tea leaves. He started yeah. his, not only his podcast that he's done, but he starts the Black Effect Podcast Network, right? Mm-hmm. This this makes sense because now you go into the lane of where media is headed. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where, where media plays over the next 10 years. But I just feel like a lot of people wasting a lot of money. These streaming services, nobody's watching them. And yeah, it's just it's not a good business model. Yeah, so you agreeing with what Bob Iger saying? He's saying the same exact thing. Less is more. Like we messed this up. How are we gonna fix this? Here's how. We've got to stop doing this. This isn't making any money. We overshot this. There's nobody's watching She Hulk. No disrespect, but nobody's watching it, right? Mm-hmm. You can put out there that nobody's watching it, right? It used to be like, hey, if we create these characters, then they do well in the end game, and then we can give them their own individual series. And that might have worked for one or two, but some of these characters, there's no investment in them, right? Then yeah. they put it, it didn't work on the streaming, so they put it on ABC and start, you started seeing uh, Agent Shield on ABC. Where did yeah. that go? It's gone because nobody, yeah. there's no investment there. So they, they overdid it. So less is more. You're right. And, you know, of course, when, when you, you keep. Watch you ain't watch Agent Shield. Right. No, absolutely not. This show's right. terrible. Um, shout out to everybody who's on the show. But but like when, when you are not having it's too many suits in the creative business that is not looking to make great creative. And of course, like you have to judge a business like how can it thrive in, in, in an economy when people don't have a surplus of money in 2018, 2019, 2020, up until March, everyone thought everything was fine. Always calibrate to see, okay, great, how well will things do if the market dries up and people don't have as much money. Number two, once again, like Rashad said, the cost for these shows were too damn high. So, mm-hmm. like, you have to find everything is a hedge fund business. Like, as soon as I saw Pat McAfee get brought over to ESPN, I'm like, I wonder how much the betting will go up because he's a player that can call things on the fly in real time that can make people money. As soon as I saw Romo say, hey, 
this is the play they're going to run and people start betting on it, that's the hedge fund business. Mm. It's all about risk to reward. Like if sure. I pay $10 for content, can I get $100 out of it? It's really hard to make up a $300 million movie $15 or $7 at a time. It's damn near impossible to do so. It's this, Holly this Hollywood is a place where there is tremendous amount of waste. It's a bad business model. They yeah. waste money. Um, there's too many people with their hands in the pot. They take too long. Um, there's too many uh, gatekeepers. It's it, and and that's why they they're on strike now. Like technology is going to replace jobs, no matter how, no matter what they try to do with the strike and try to put the language in. You can't you can't erase AI. It's here to stay. Um, so the whole idea of Hollywood is is fading away. It's actually it's a it's, it's a bad business model that's dying, and the sooner they realize that. The better off they'll be. They're trying to save. They're trying to save the golden age of Hollywood. It's over. It's done. It's over. Lethal Weapon. weapon. <laughs> not a great movie, it's oh, no. I'm saying that yeah. that's never gonna happen. Yeah, like those are it's bad over. boys too. Like <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah. Like those well, they blockbuster. Try, they're, they're trying to do it. They trying to yeah, do it. like how much money did they spend? Like something. How much money did they spend on Barbie? A huge. That budget is it crazy. Does, it's not passing the eye test. They did one fifty five. That they spent a billion. They spent a lot. They spent a lot. They spent a lot. And if anybody's looking at Mattel, which owns Barbie, and 20% of the revenue from Mattel comes from Barbie's merchandising, MAT is a stock just for you watch this. But continue. they spent a lot. They did spend a lot. I don't, I'm not a forensic we, we don't know I'm, not, I'm just a common sense person. I, I think they, they lost spent 150 on marketing. And they, they made one fifty five first. At weekend. least one fifty on marketing. You, you I think they no. spent more, but that's not that's not even the the actors. But that's just domestic. And that's those, just domestic. I think they're losing money on this. That's my whole point. We'll see. Well, I, don't, we, I don't know. I, I'm not hundred. But even certain. if it does well, right? Let's say it does well. There's only been one billion dollar movie, this, and we can't even count that. Well, we can't count it. There's only been one billion dollar movie this year for all the marketing and all these movies. You know what it is? What's that? You know, Black Panther. Black Panther. Mar Mario Brothers, bro. Mario Brothers is the only okay. billion dollar movie this year. But they can't count Avatar because it came out in December. So Mario Brothers is the only one that's done a billion dollars. Even if this does, it doesn't, it's not a fair assessment of what the movie situation looks like. Because it's one. It's one out of how four or five movies comes come out a week. We don't go to see any of them. The model is different. Now when the they come out, they got, they got 30 days to put it on. But you, you brought up something with the Pat McAfee thing. Because Disney is losing money, right? Mm -hmm. ESPN is, is it's cost them a lot of money. There's a free agent out there that they keep saying is coming to the network. Oh, baby. What do you think Shannon Sharp is worth? The real number? What's the what do you think the real number, right? Because there's, there's talks even Stephen Benet says that like you know he wants to bring him to the show. If Pat McAfee is five years, 85 million. But Stephen A. Smith got like 12 million, so underpaid. He's underpaid. Even he's underpaid. He's he underpaid. Like to work seven days a week, going to Utah, going to for real. They got him doing lacrosse games and shit. Like, That's he running around the he running around the globe for for. <laughs> I am good, yo. Jesus, somebody get Stephen A. Smith on the show. We, we, like, we ain't going back to Salt Lake now, man. So. Uh, I mean, nah, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see. I'm, I'm interested in seeing that, especially when you hear the CEO of the company saying that, yo. We're losing money. In fact, we got to figure out how how we're going to get this twenty seven billion to get Hulu because that's on the ticket before the end of the year. Yeah. Then we got to figure out how we're going to pay Fox a seventy one million for the, the searchlight deal. 
I mean, like, where are we getting the money? That's, that's it. Disney Plus, too much. They got too much going on. They yeah. need to they come, I think they're going to combine Hulu and, and just, that was one of the plans he said. And, but, and I, I don't know when it will happen, and not to cut you off, but I think... 71 billion, I'm sorry, 71 billion, not million. Jesus. And, and, and guess what? Here, here's a model that I think would be really amazing. Shoot a $15 million movie, bring it to me, I'll give you 40, 60% of the revenue, and we keep 40. And if they incentivize Mr. Beast to do it because he's doing these big-ass productions, I think YouTube could end up being one of the biggest movie producers in the next 10 years. They have a better model. Here's their model. I'll pay you after the shit works. <laughs> Not Good bad. Idea. Good idea. It, it's only a 1% chance of failure. The way that Hollywood has been doing it, any accountant will tell you that that, that is an upside-down business model. You're running negative. Like, even if you had a string of, like, now Marvel and The Rock isn't working. I, I knew the movie industry was in trouble when they started talking bad about the Black Adam flop and wanted to get The Rock out of D.C. I said, if he can't make that franchise work and him and Superman are not getting, not getting along, it's over with. Here's a novel idea. Build something that people want, monetize it after, or the creators put your own money up and bring it up. Yeah, there's only a few franchises that work. Um, DC is it's, it's a struggle. Um, that Fast and Furious did alright, but it's it's just one franchise that they just keep doing over and over and over. over again. People love it, but that's yeah. Just make the product, and we'll pay you. It's all like the success. it's like the same thing with corporate is the same thing with government. They're all stupid, yep. and they're out of touch, and they're all they're only they're only white men. And it's a it's a small demographic of the society that's making rules for everything and they're completely out of touch. Write the check for InvestFest. That's a perfect example. If you I don't know why InvestFest doesn't have $10 million in corporate sponsorships because mm -hmm. they're out of touch of what's going on. You get 20,000 people to come to learn about financial literacy. Where else in the world has that actually ever happened? And we got to yeah. kind of go to back and forth with pitch decks and because they are out of touch with reality meetings. and it's controlled by a small minority of white men who don't even know what earning leisure is. This is this is what music, this is why the music sounds like it sounds. This is why the content is produced how it is. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing over and over again. They're wasting money and they don't know what's what's happening with culture, society. And and they keep just striking out and they get afforded luxuries to keep striking out and they get rehired. They get fired from one company and then they get hired at another company. And it's a whole network of nonsense. And it's been happening forever. Yeah. Yo, was more, more innovation. Yeah, it's that true. Was, that, that was power. That, and he's 100 percent accurate. And for anyone who thinks this is just as right, when I say, hey, we don't have. 25 productive companies or like why do you guys always talk about apple and microsoft because duracell is not a great company <laughs> sorry like most of the companies that we love are not even here samsung is not an american property like there's a re we have so much inefficiency in like you said in schooling bureaucracy government corporate like I'm more, like the bloat is too much, and then it's a slow erosion of our economy as a result. But then the biggest companies could go to other countries that they help build, but won't help build us here. But what do I know? If I made you money, please put yes in chat. Media businesses are in trouble. Thank you, Charlamagne. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.